Blog Talk Radio. divides us, drive us, the will of those that seek to destroy us will overcome. If we continue to allow what divides us, drive us, the will of those that seek to destroy us will overcome. Good evening. I'm Tanya Hathaway, and this is where your voice is heard and your story is told on Marty Oakley, TS Radio Network, and Stephen Burke, 89.9 KLRB FM Lighthouse Christian Radio in Oklahoma, Oklahoma and beyond. Please do yourselves a favor if you are tuning into this show, I believe that you have probably already been made aware of other shows on Marty Oakley's platform. Radio, please check her out at ppjg.me. If you like this show, the shows that I put on are the shows that Tina and I put on together when we're we, when we do, and Tina's on tonight uh, with us, which I'm grateful for, always grateful for, and um, then you'll be grateful, I think, I'm sure, if it's information that you're ready to receive that Marty and her other hosts share um, on the platforms that uh she does right right here and marty if you're here can you please briefly give a rundown of that because i think it's a disservice for every time that i haven't asked you to do that and to take advantage of the audience that's here in case they're here strictly for this show i want to make sure they're not missing you oh well we just um sunday nights is you Tanya talks, and Monday nights is me and John LeCron, and we talk about everything, and most things that people don't want to hear about because it shakes up their belief system. Tuesday night is you again. Every other Wednesday is Marcia Joyner and Betrayed by Hospice, and that is a tremendous show, huge audience, the number of people being euthanized in hospice, prematurely taken to their death. Drug to death, food and water withheld. They redefined food and water as medical treatment, not as a human right or necessity. They pull under futility of care. They pull food and water immediately and start the process of killing you. They then chemically restrain and basically lobotomize you with massive doses of Haldol 
Ativan, and morphine, which the nurses laughingly call a ham sandwich. It takes three to four days, and you're out of here. Um, Thursday nights is whistleblowers that we do in coordination with the uh, Whistleblower Summit in D.C. with Marcel Reed. And your show, of course, is on the schedule there, and uh, they follow it closely. And then on Friday nights is me and Kaz Scaife, and we have a show called In the Mix where we talk about guardianship abuse. Um, recently we talked about this faked-up COVID stuff with Dr. John Reiser, uh, but we cover quite a bit of quite a bit of things. Um, I I think it's a sad state of affairs of where we are in this country. As you know, I'm no Trump supporter, but on mm-hmm. the other hand, Biden is not the answer. Uh, we have just traded one set of problems for a new set of problems, and um, we. I don't know where we're going to end up, Tanya. I truly don't. And uh, you know, at the end of before he left the White House, he kicked executions into high gear. He was having people executed left and right, and many of them were people whose conviction was quite questionable. And and that's a huge mess. That, that's, yes. that's a huge mess, and and I'm livid about what? it. Um, you know, like you have said yourself and you know I love that and I wish I was the very first one to say that and I don't know if you ever were but you say call yourself a political atheist well I love that yep. I, I, I really do you yep. know I mean listen I register as independent um, I have mm-hmm. come across sometimes especially this year um, over the last few years probably as just the most snooty uh, Republican as there could possibly be, be possibly be and yet I happen to loathe what the Bushes both stood for. I'm not going to look at what mm-hmm. people think they did right and what they did right on the surface, for I have been one of uh-huh. those people like you that know much better about what has happened uh, below the, the surface. I think Trump did a huge miss. Um, I know this isn't a debate ab- about Trump. I know that. I totally know that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I believe we were in safer hands, except for those, of course, that are being executed, uh, that were executed. Yeah. Um, that's a huge flip and miss. And, um, and yeah. it's sad. Uh, we rely on the, only the, the, the next, the person, the people that we need to rely on to do the right thing. And we cannot, uh, we cannot run the world or a nation all by ourselves, and as right. much as there was attention paid to uh, pol- to uh, <laughs> I almost said political reform, what you think? As much as attention yeah. was paid to criminal justice reform, as it was with the second chances, as it was with well, this isn't even reform. This is going after child traffickers, where people only talked really about this in the past but didn't actually come through. And Trump just reached the tip of the iceberg. And there is no crime worse than upon a child. There is no crime worse than 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 upon a child. So we need to stop using politics and parties, party lines, to divide this, to divide us. And that's part of my message 
as we go into this show today. Um, it's a very strong message. Um, and, okay, let me see. Can you hear my voice? I'm sorry in case you can't. Is that any better? Yeah. Yeah, okay, you're good. You. It's just, yeah, you sound, well. Rattled. You, you don't sound strong. Yes. Yes. I'm rattled. Yes. So, so I want yep. to thank you, Marty, for for for, um, for letting our audience, our listeners, know your listeners because they're here on your. You produce this show. This is TS Radio Network, and Stephen Burke. I want to thank you for bringing this show to uh, to Oklahoma and beyond. You're Christian. He's a Christian radio station. Who does not take? He did not take lightly to actually sought me out. He had heard about the show, might have listened in, and uh, sought me out and and asked if I would be, you know, do the show on his station. Wow, a Christian radio station that's going to take the chance to have such mm-hmm. controversial yeah. shows as we bring here. Um to the many people that listen. I am so grateful to the Whistleblower Summit and everybody involved, uh, everybody who cares to listen uh, to see if there's something to learn and because maybe they've learned something that really ticks them right off. So I want to say hi to my mom in New Hampshire. Mom, I know you know my voice just as well as Marty does probably better. I am so rattled tonight. And um, and uh, I, and but first of all, I'm going to say that uh, the show that we had planned is now postponed because there was a last minute change, and everything happens for a reason. Jorge Bravo and his story will come on uh, next Sunday. Okay, that show will come on next Sunday. So again. Everything happens for a reason. Uh, there was just a, 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 once again, we thought that that could take place. Um, there were last minute changes. Hey, just like, look, my, one of my son's teeth were knocked out of his mouth uh, a, a week ago, uh, a, a week ago yesterday playing college basketball. And they weren't just knocked a little bit, but they were really knocked really bad. So, you know, I've been spending some, some of that time, of course, with him and with family and, you know, like dealing with big, you know, oral surgery and whatnot. And he's just fine. He is going to be okay. So, so everything is relative. Um, but of course, as a mother, you know, everybody cares about their children and other people's children. So thank you for people who knew about that and who said, Oh, I hope your son is okay. Yeah. Thank God he is. Thank God he is. He's just, he's just fine. It, that happens in college basketball, right? College happens in any uh, sport. It happens sometimes when we get just get into car accidents. But so my ramble is, is here right now. But before I get into my um, little message that I want to talk about, you know, my own enlightening moments that I'd like to share with our listeners, our supporters, and our advocates, our fellow warriors, um, I, I, I I just would like to, um, you know, once again say thank you for everybody uh, for for tuning in, and um, and uh, I miss I, I miss my place I miss my place 
but here we here we go. Yeah, I sound rattled. I've had you're the third person, and it's in in 24 hours to say, Tanya, are you okay? You know, you don't sound like the normal you who who you are. Oh yeah, I remembered what I was just gonna say. I need callers tonight. I am looking for those people that would like to call in and join this show, not just on one subject, but on the subject of how we are going to do a better job, continue doing well what we are doing, all of us together, um, to help make a huge change here, okay? I am, in my message, I might make people a little bit uncomfortable, and I hope that discomfort will drive you to call or to think differently or to, um, or to do a little bit of work on your own, okay? I also hope that I can provide the comfort to those that are already here um, to continue to be here and to, um, and to know how grateful that we are for you for being here um, and, and that uh, I and we want you to help make people uncomfortable in a way that might actually compel them to, to go forward with this mission of unity instead of divide. Because what this divide, we're so far caught up in, and I don't like work looking at the world or our nation or our state, our state of mind, our state, whatever it is, as a negative, bad thing. I really like to look at life in a positive way. Uh, there's nothing that we can't do to make something better. The truth of it is there have been casualties along the way while we continue to try to make that better. There are casualties. There have been casualties there will continue to be casualties. We have to admit that to ourselves. But how can we limit those casualties along the way? How can we do that? There are people that are guilty that are deserving of those second chances, right? There are people that are guilty of heinous, egregious crimes that should never see the light of day again. Is that inhumane? It's only inhumane if they are treated like dogs while they never see the light of day again. I hope you can understand where I'm trying to go with that. If the most heinous crimes that we could possibly imagine take place that are not rehabilitatable or are repeat, repeat, um, which is only acceptable for certain things, okay, to, to even have that chance to repeat, okay, then no, if society is not safe again, they should be confined. Does that mean they should be 
dragged into a sewer, does that mean that they should be raped, men and women, juveniles, beaten, abused at the hands of, at the hands of our state? So, no. So even the most egregious criminals have their own rights to be treated with a certain level of dignity that is within the rights that are afforded to them. We have to accept that, no matter how heinous. And I think that if we pay attention to God's will, that it'll be easier to accept that. In the moments of passion, in the moments of mourning, they are very hard things to accept. But you will find that there are many that have been in that mourning and on their knees for their biggest losses in their lives of their loved ones. And they, they have said, do not repeat that crime. Don't repeat that crime. Okay? Now, for those that have lesser of crimes, those who are repeat offenders because they burglarize, those who are repeat offenders because they because they do drugs, sell drugs, which can kill people, which does kill people. What we, I'm offering my opinion. I'm offering my belief that I think most of us can form one of their own and we will not be all that far apart when we set divide aside. I think that we need to care about not only ourselves, but we need to care about those that actually need our help. You don't have to forgive them. You can forget them if you want. But I think, but I think that most of those nonviolent offenders, while I know this, most of those nonviolent offenders are those that have lived in trauma. And we know that through many studies. We know that through many statistics. We know that through a book that Tina and I have read inside and out and are working with the authors of the book, Correcting Treatments in Corrections, the authors are uh, Michael Johnson and Rhonda Champagne, who put together a program, a very successful program of women behind bars. Everybody who entered into that program had to pay their price to society. In that, that price that was dealt forward or brought forward as a conviction 
through a court, and we can just only hope and pray that that was a just court, right? Mm-hmm. And shortly before they are re-entering into society, they were put into a program, trauma-related crimes. These are all women who have been through trauma in one way or another and who took to different nonviolent crimes for whatever reasons it was. Uh, went to drugs, burglary, theft, fraud, all these nonviolent crimes. And you know, they went through the prison program but without going through this program that Rhonda Champagne and Michael Johnson put together successfully, the chances of them going back to prison for similar crimes were like 80-something percent, okay? Going through this program it reduced those chances down to approximately 30%. And so that is the beauty of price to society for the crimes. So can we address what that price should be and, and get away from the, the, the profiteering off of prisons? Probably. And those prison sentences would be much less. And the rehabilitation would be much more. So this is something that both these heroes, in my opinion, are um, successfully put together that our country needs. And I imagine every country needs. Tina, are you here? I am here. Oh, okay. So I just want to make sure I wasn't talking to myself. And I wasn't, okay. And I, I know that you're very polite and you won't, you know, uh, so... I just want to, you know, so Tina and I are working very hard, um, and we're working on an an audio educational series uh, for this to come out and be introduced to anybody who would like to read the book and then listen to it. Anybody who listens to it would like to read the book. You're going to hear all about the book, but you're also going to hear uh, much more that should help move this along um, to a position where we're hoping we'll, we'll move the needle when it comes to legislate, when it comes mm. to reform, all right? Uh, because the, the stories of what has happened to these women got them there. You know, some are easier to stomach than others, but none of them are nice, okay? None of them are nice stories. And so we need to, you know, for those that want to just sit there and judge, uh, or maybe you don't want to, but it's an automatic judgment, okay? God, we can all learn something. We can all learn to try to dig a little bit deeper before we cast the automatic judgment, which is, which is natural. But we can also learn how to uh, rein that in and, 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 and do better. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm uncomfortable. I'm definitely uncomfortable. Um, Tina, I'm going to ask you to talk, 
even more, even more as soon as I can shut up. But um, <laughs> but I have a couple other little things that I know that I want to say. Um, it it this is a purging of my heart, of my soul, of my such imperfectionness, imperfectiveness. Well, however you want to say it, that I am, that we all are. None of us is perfect. So, you know, my instinct when somebody asks me if I'm okay is, oh, yeah, I'm fine. If I realize, oh, my voice doesn't sound so good. Oh, strengthen up, Tanya. Strengthen up. Because remember, Tanya, you're strong. You know, I like to solve problems. I like to solve problems. It's, you know, it somehow probably boils down to a really selfish thing because it makes me feel good. Makes me feel good. All right. If I can help somebody, maybe it makes me feel important. Okay. I, I, I don't know. Whatever it is, I am better at trying to help solve other people's problems than my own. Okay. So this is something that I feel can feel good about. But what I have learned about myself today in, in a different way is that pride is a sin. And if you try to pretend you're strong when you're actually feeling weak, Sometimes that's okay. But if I can't sit there and be uncomfortable with what we're talking about, if I feel like I've or come across like I've got it all under control, I'm lying to you and I'm lying to myself. People, it's not all under control. It is not all under control. And we all have our tipping points. Mm-hmm. And those tipping points are, are, you know, can be the times when you're willing to say, you know what, pride is sin. Say, man, I'm feeling weak. You're right. Thank you. You know, you, to rely on those that have relied upon you, and maybe they haven't. Maybe you just need somebody that you can trust to rely on. While we're on this very lonely, treacherous, difficult heart-wrenching path to try to save people from being tortured and there's somebody in close to me that this week a decision will be rendered on what happens to this person who deserves punishment but more so than that deserves this deserves a chance of rehabilitation And you can only hope and pray that that can happen. That people that we love and even people that we don't know and we don't love because we don't know them deserve that. We can love the notion of wanting people to be okay. Not putting yourself in harm's way, but still having in your heart whether if whether that resonates with you or not when i talk about god okay whoever it is that you stand, that is the closest to you that gives you strength i'll just say in god's eyes okay you might not hear me talk about god a lot okay cuz i'm no preacher and i'm no um worshiper in a certain way okay because i do not Pray to a religion, 
I pray to God. I do not stand by a party. I stand by our human and civil rights more than anything, more than anything, and anybody who is willing to stand by that and the protections that have put, been put forward by our forefathers and our human and civil rights. And whoever is willing to stand up for that, not in words but in actions, is who I stand by. And I have wrongfully times expressed myself in the manner of a party as opposed to a person. Um, So we need to break down. We need to break down the divide that is canvassing our nation. And that is a plan that is put in place only to help those that want to tear us apart and control us. And that is not a party, my friends. That is not a party that is trying to do that to us. That is not a Republican party. That is not a Democrat party. That is evil. That is evil. And we have been pushed more this year, probably. It's just like the, the worst out of these last several years to a point where it has affected people's physical and emotional health and well-being. How can we go forward? How can we go forward? I'll tell you how we can go forward is that we remove the divide from our eyes. We remove the, the divide from our language. Is that we stand by what brings us here to begin with. I'm going to ask everybody here to take a look at a group on Facebook, and it's called Journeys to Justice. Invite every sector of populace that where, from wherever you are to share their thoughts, to share their stories about any kind of public corruption, okay? And you'll see, as has been shared in the promotion, uh, what's up and coming. There's two other things that I shared. There's a young man, and his name is Keith Brown. Keith Brown. He's one of the more recent posts um, in Journeys to Justice, that Facebook group, which is uh, is merging into other um, forums, people, just so that you know. Because we as media, as press, as, as radio show hosts, do not believe in um, – we don't believe in um, not allowing us to speak freely, okay? We don't force people to believe the same things that we believe, but I come to you in truth and with my own personal opinions, which you can call it a narrative because it is if I don't have, if I'm not presenting everything to back it up. But I tell you what, Keith Brown has everything to back it up. 
okay? Keith Brown is in prison since he was a juvenile. And if you ever wanted to talk about second chances, um, and if you ever wanted to talk about or look into uh, the fact that juveniles are not supposed to remain behind bars for, you know, anything beyond 10 years is the best of my belief and knowledge, okay? Um, the state has taken advantage of the state, which means also the federal government or just throughout our nation, okay, has taken advantage of youthful offenders like this for profit, for profit of what could be your son and your daughter that is thousands of other sons and thousands of other daughters when they went in as children making a mistake. And we're not talking about the most heinous mistakes that you might be thinking, far from it, and sit behind bars. You become a slave, a slave, a literal slave, it, a slave for what could be the rest of their lives. Why? Profit at the cost of and your son, okay? Not because they're going to go out and they're going to ruin the world. God forbid they get a second chance and they've been rehabilitated, okay? All right? So that's one case that I want you to look at. Um, I posted that 47 minutes ago. Keith Brown is the leader that is behind bars. Don't judge. Get to know his story, and you will soon learn and you'll soon know thousands. Just listen. Just listen. This is, he put this together with his brother. He was only able to talk, of course. His brother from the outside um, helped coordinate, well, helped actually put together this beautifully, just just absolutely beautiful uh, telling and showing of one young man's journey that speaks for thousands. He unselfishly does not talk about himself. Okay? Angie Dent over in Ohio, who Tina and I have also aligned ourselves with, is and is heading up a great group there. Um, she brought to my attention, which, is, which I've just shared with uh, Tina, there is a gentleman, uh, a man by the name of Zapkis, I believe it is, I'd like you to hear his story. I posted in that very same place his story as well. I'd also like you to know that Jorge Bravo, who was going to be back on again tonight, is an innocent man in prison and has been a slave to the state. He has been kidnapped, in essence, by the state, as many other innocent men and women have. Most of the people behind bars are not innocent, so I'm not trying to say that. And those that deserve to be out right now and that have been wrongfully sentenced deserve to be um, out. But they're slaves. They're being they're slaves. This is profit. 
this is prison profit. They are slaves behind bars, okay? Um, we need to do better than this, people. Pedophilia. Pedophilia, again, is the most disgusting form of abuse that you can possibly imagine. And people don't even want to look at it because it hurts so bad. Let's open that up because we need to, because if it hurts us so bad, just think what it's hurting when with those children that are engaged in that. Tina, can you help me now? Because I've drawn this out. I needed to purge myself of this. And, and I hope that others can understand the biggest message that I wanted to get out there was, can we please stand united and let go of the divide because we'll only be stronger together. Tanya, I want to say thank you for being so open and honest with everybody about how you are feeling and what you are going through. Um, That's not easy for anybody to do. Thanks. Sure thing. It's, I mean, I'm going through nothing compared to anybody else. You know what? I am nothing. We're all nothing when it comes to this big picture here. You know what I mean? We're all nothing. Right, but we're important, too. If more people would open up and be honest about what they think, how they feel, then a lot more could be solved instead of holding it in getting angrier and angrier with each other, have communication, a dialogue, instead of anger and a fight. That's part of the unity thing. You've got to be able to communicate with each other. So what we're looking at, yes, it is. Yes, it is. And I, and I don't feel as though, you know, overall there has been an issue with, communicating there's nothing that has happened here that that's brought my weakness to you, you know that I'm sharing you know at a weak moment that I'm sharing here um you, you know there's no nothing nobody did anything to me and so what if they did you know what I'm saying it's just we have places where we all need to acknowledge what are we responsible for ourselves is, well, number one, you know, like my deceased brother, you know, I remember he said this to me once. He said, we all want to be right, don't we? Don't we all want to be right? Now, is he the originator of that phrase? You know, I I don't know. I imagine that thought process was brought out once before. But but do we want to be right? Well, I'd rather do right than be right. So, Mm -hmm. sure, do we like to be right? Yes, we do. But I think that, you know, where we are and how we can come together even better, and and we're not a total wreck. We're not a wreck. It's the system. It's a wreck. And so we have to, you know, the corruption is, is, is horrifying, and, 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 and so we have to address it with strength. And mm-hmm. if, if you're feeling weak, it's okay to feel weak. We get up, we, we, you know, we, we, we dust off our jeans, you know, we wash our face, 
and, 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 and we look in the mirror and we say, let's get it. But we can always do that even better. Mm-hmm. Right? Tanya, can I say something? Yeah, please. Okay. Um, as far as working together, and I agree with you, that's the only way we're going to get anything done. But this hanging on to this false paradigm of uh, political party is the yes. biggest disservice we do to each other. Uh, one of the things I noticed during the last four years, uh, and it was, uh, I saw it also during the Obama administration to a great degree, but the inability of people to agree to disagree, and we can't all agree on everything. It's not possible. It's not possible. Um, so agree to disagree, and don't discount what anybody says just because it doesn't go along with what you think. Um, right. Consider everything. But one of the things I have never seen in all these years of being in politics and messing with all this stuff is the viciousness and vitriol that came from people that were supposedly Christians who their faith was in God, the profanity, the viciousness in attacking people. And I was thinking at the time, every time I saw it, it was what church are you going to? Um, I I said that just a few days ago to somebody in reply. I said, you go to church? Yeah. Because I know they do. Yeah. Yeah, and I have never you know, met such judgmental people as these people that are running around today, waving the Bible, quoting scripture, talking about God, and they're doing everything that the Bible tells you not to do. And, and that's but not I've never a party seen, divisive thing. That's any party. These are no. these are people. Yes. It's not a party. Yes, and that's the thing. But what I'm saying is. We, they are controlling us by this false construct of left versus right, Democrat versus Republican. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a, the leftists, though, it's these extreme right wing. It is them playing us out here in the public. They have to keep us warring with each other, tearing yeah. each other apart so they can go on about the dirty business of what they do. Mm-hmm. And, and that you've is got exactly to let go of this. Yes. Yep. That's, You've got to let exactly go of this. Why. When I tell you I'm a political atheist, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I don't believe none of them. Um, I have no idea what happens to people when they get into government, but apparently there's a huge brain change, and they absolutely forget who brung them to the dance. And it's all about them making money, them getting power, uh, greed. Uh, they don't care about the public and they will those that play don't, you against don't. each other. Yeah. Those that and don't, so don't. It, Yep. But it's just because it's, that's what, what I'm it saying is, is it's not a party, it's a yeah. person. Because I don't believe yeah. everybody in politics doesn't care. But I believe the parties have failed and the people that are in the parties that are failing happens to reflect on everybody in politics at this point in time. Yeah. And like I say, you've just got to let go of this. Um, start doing your own thinking. My my focus is always on the country. What's good for our country? Yeah. I don't care what your religious beliefs are. I don't care 
what any of your other beliefs are, focus on our country. What is good for us? What's going to help us persevere? What's going to, how can we take care of each other? But they have divided us so successfully that conversations just like we're having right now, in most cases, are impossible. Yeah, go ahead. And and we let that happen. I I allowed myself to get caught up a couple days ago and probably on and off throughout the day about three hours of nothing but allowing myself to be abused where I was actually trying to be right. I think I think I did everything right. Um, well, I well I was basically being bullied and mocked, and it was just name calling. I didn't do it back. I civilly responded. Points I sternly responded as well, but there wasn't name calling. But you know where I failed is I just wanted to maybe prove that I was right. Okay, because yeah. at least I could be civil. But what I did was wrong because I wasted my time. I really wasted Tanya, my time. Tanya. We need to spend our time Wait. with people. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. The, the thing is this. When you encounter these people, especially online because they can operate anonymously, they wouldn't dare treat you this way in person. They don't have the guts for that. And they actually, they, they are, actually but, are people that, you know, yeah. Well, what's amazing is when that happens okay, but what, with people that you've known. But what I'm saying, uh, yes, Tanya, they, it, to, to accomplish what they are trying to do, which is upset you, humiliate you, denigrate you, whatever it is, that requires your engagement for their program to work. Um, one of my models, yeah. and I keep it up here on the wall, is I refuse to participate. Um, as you know, I've got a nemesis out there that's supposed to be uh, on the same side of an issue that I am, who dogs me constantly. <laughs> I refuse to respond. I right. don't respond. I, leave him out there looking like the idiot he is. He doesn't need my help. He's doing a fine job all on his own. And that's, that's how so you true. treat these people. Leave them out them. Leave them out there on their own, making an ass out of themselves, showing their true colors and the fact that they're cowardly. And if nothing else, block them. Shoot them out of there. But don't ever let anybody suck you into one of these pointless conversations because the point of it is is to tear you down. Don't do that it. That is. Don't do it. I know it's hard. People want to, you know, I'm going to say that. No, shut your mouth. Get your fingers off the keyboard. Walk away. Go do you your go, hair. Do yes, something. Go elsewhere. And, and yeah. it's really important yep. to recognize. And so thank you because at this point, today, Marty, like intellectually speaking, I know this. Many of us know this, but there's, but sometimes still have allowed that to suck us in, you know, and I've been really good at three strikes rule when it comes down my personal page after, you know, allowing the abuse for long enough where three strikes rule and you're out, you're gone, which means I, I just, guess what? I hit block that easy. I don't care if I've known you my whole life. At that point, as or, yep. or or you know, we grew up in the same neighborhood, and I thought we got along. You know what I mean? Three strikes rule. Yeah, you're out. Because if you're not going to respect yeah. me, but as well, if if other people that supposedly stand by you, and and watch that happen, and aren't willing to stand up for you because of their own like their own little um, you know social correctness, screw them. They're well, not your friends. But what I'm saying yeah. is this, 
do not engage the people that are yeah. attacking. It only works if you participate. It only works well, if I, others I, I, join I in the free. And the whole intention is to derail a, an honest conversation, to to divert from what you're talking about, and get into this turmoil. And it's non-productive. It just that you know, if it's and on it Facebook, you can hide mission. their comments. Yes. So you it, do it, it derails with the, the mission of those that are advocating, those that help advocates. Those that yeah. are on the kind of mission that is for the greater good and does not act with the divide. Right. That does not act and, with the divide. And I'm going to tell you something else. And I have found this to be true over a long career in this stuff. The minute somebody leads out the conversation talking about God, run the other way. Now, I firmly believe in God. I do not believe in religion. For one moment, it works just like politics. And um, but yeah, I don't anybody believe in religion. That's I believe in the power, that, higher power, and that doesn't mean anybody else has to. I do too. But that's where I stand with that because it's hurt me yeah. to believe in religion. You know, that's only come back and right. hurt me because yeah. you know it, because God or a higher power is not a congregation, okay? <laughs> and right. the people that that are in that's it, right? Right. You and, know, but this is what I'm saying. So down with this. This is a leverage thing. This is the hammer they're going to beat you with. And so, and I don't believe in using God to denigrate or humiliate anyone. And, but oh, there's right. just oh, certain right. things. Exactly. Like, yes. And so when people, and I have found the people that will hurt you the quickest, cut you the deepest, are all waving a Bible in your face. And those are not believers in God, those are believers in religion. If they believed in God, they wouldn't do this. They couldn't do it. And so I say, when you encounter this, Tanya, shut those people off. You can hide their comments. You can boot them and block them. But do not respond because I say what they do works only if you engage, if you participate Without your participation, they just look like an idiot out there with a nasty mouth. You cannot give permission. Leave them to look like yes. Yeah. You, you you cannot yes. You cannot give permission uh, for these people to do it right. because what we're doing is a disservice to our own mission. So you know, yeah. I'm I'm letting I fell weak this week, and you know, and I felt yeah. unsupported this week by yeah. somebody that in particular that I should have felt supported by. It doesn't mean that person is an evil, horrible person. By any means, but it, mm-hmm. but that's a weakness in itself that I have no control over. So what we have to do yeah. is have control over our own strengths, work with people that can complement our weaknesses, that can pick up where we are weak, and unite, okay? And, and this is where we need to unite because none of us is perfect in this world. So, that's right. So, you know, we can't stop. Until the promise of due process or our Bill of Rights, our constitutional protections is upheld. And again, right. people, if this was an easy path, everybody would be doing it. Right? If it was an easy path, everybody would be doing it. But if everyone did the right thing, it would be done. It would be done by now. So I think that, you know, that the biggest message there that I'm trying to really get across is that if people can, you know, 
I don't need to tell anybody what the right thing to do is. You don't, Marty. Tina doesn't. Nobody can tell anybody what the right thing to do is. The only people that can really, like, get that message through is is ourselves, to ourselves, what really is the right thing. What really is the right thing? And and, and if if it's kind of like you are who you are when nobody's looking, it's like anybody mm-hmm. trying to tell you what the right thing is can only interfere at times, you know, you know, when with what the right thing really is, because there's some people that resist because they just want to see things and do things their way. This mission mm-hmm. is not always going to be a hundred percent going the way we want it to go. But if we right. can unite, if we can unite and find that perfect compromise for that common mission, people, we are going to get there faster. Mm-hmm. We're going to get there faster. Well, and it there is, and what? you know, they say don't don't engage with these people. Don't respond and say you're wrong, or, or I think it because of it. Don't engage. Um, you know, an attack when you see one, um, disempower them by ignoring them, if nothing else, um, because they yeah, take and, and your power And I don't even care to you. disempower them. I, to, I care to yeah. empower myself, and that's what we need to focus yeah. on, is empowering ourselves. Yes. That, mm-hmm. that um, somebody just asked me, I hope it wasn't me that failed you. Oh, dear Lord, no. Oh, dear Lord, yeah. no. Um, <laughs> so... But, so, uh, but no, uh, you you just have to take the bet. Keep focused on what you're doing. Keep focused on where you're going, and leave these naysayers and the people who want to cause trouble. And I say um, most of them do it because it's anonymous. Nobody can see them. These are usually very cowardly people who wouldn't dare speak to you like that in person. If they were face to face with you, they don't have the cojones to do that. But anonymously on net. Uh, people become a whole different animal, and you just stick to what you are doing, what you believe and feel to be right, and let that guide you. Um, and it's and okay the rest to be wrong. People. It's okay to be wrong. Yeah, because I'm not always going to be right. Yes. None of this is always going to be right. But when exactly. we're, but let's, but the way to be able to acknowledge if we're wrong is is for us all to have open minds, open hearts, and also open brains, right? Like I have a mm-hmm. sister, exactly. one of my sisters, you know, I posted something and she said, nope, that didn't happen. And it's like, oops, gulp, it it, it, it didn't. So what I need to do is go back. She's right, it, it didn't. I didn't do my due diligence, okay? I didn't do my due diligence, mm-hmm. but I can feel good enough that I can go back and say, oops, you're right. I, I, you know, and I want people to know that that information I shared was wrong because not mm-hmm. really to do with my credibility, but because I don't want to share wrong. I want to share yeah, what's exactly. right. And even if that means me being wrong. You know what I'm saying? I've had, you know, and I base my, uh, what I say on what I know, what I've researched, what I've found, but somebody always knows more than you do, whether we like it or not. <laughs> And I always tell people, you know, if you know, believe something else, tell me why. Tell me why. And people have sent me information. I've been on air and said, you know, I said this at one time, and that's what I believed. But 
this information came to me. And when I went through it, I changed what I thought about that. That doesn't mean I lied to you. It means I looked at additional information that changed my perception of what I thought was true. And there's nothing wrong with that. These people that, you know, just absolutely can't come off something they said or believe, uh, look at the people that get angry. Um, when you, uh, as, a, as a writer all of these years, I always document with uh, government documents, paragraph page, whole nine yards, to verify what I'm saying. I have never seen people get so angry as when I do that. Because now that you have the knowledge, and I've shown you where this is at, it obligates you to stand up and do something, and they don't want to. You put them in a bad position, so they will scream and holler and do all kinds. You're crazy. You're a conspiracy so theorist. Like I might be a change, conspiracy. They'll deflect because, they, because you've just proven yeah. that they're wrong, and you're right. And why did you yes. prove they're wrong? Well, because it's important that the truth is out, quite frankly. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's important enough. Sometimes so, we so can just let things go. I, it's never, I'd never go out there and say, you're a bunch of idiots and call people names. And If you believe oh, this, because exactly. here's what I know from this. I don't do that. You know, I'll write an article. Mm-hmm. I'll include my documentation to prove what I'm saying. And they get angry, Tanya. Oh, my God, oh, do boy, they do. get angry. I, because you right. are and that's putting like them in the position of. Yes. Yeah. They will never outdo and, and, you with fact as long as your fact is correct. So what else are they going yes. to turn to? And unfortunately, yeah. sadly, people, this is the problem with those that want, don't want to do their jobs, those that don't want to do their jobs, and those that don't or won't do their jobs, or those that are cowardly and fail to stand for the, our process, our due process, our civil and human rights, no matter how... Uh, uh, big egregious or how little egregious um, you're messing with people's lives and 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 that is is never okay so so when they change when they change the dialogue i don't care if put an r put a d put it put a t party put it whatever it is whoever it is is doing it in that little cocoon mushroom or, or cesspool whatever it is you know, I, I look. I believe we have to stand. You know, kill the kill the worst snake. Okay, the closest and worst snake. And you know, but I, you know, what I'm really sick and tired of doing is picking whoever is least evil. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of sacrificing what is right and what's honest and what is good for what is the least evil. I spent some time in Puerto Rico two summers ago and got to know regulars. You know what I mean? Got to know people there. And we talk. I like to talk to people, you know, and not be in a tourist area or whatever. And I wasn't there for that kind of stuff anyways. But, you know, the bottom line that I I heard from, you know, Uber drivers or people in local shops or, or whatever when we got into what the heck was going on with their political environment and with the funds that they were supposed to get, all this FEMA money that was genuinely sent to them in, and was spent by their governor, you know, their, their leader there, right, who a day after I left Puerto Rico was that, that uprising that was rumbling through and coming up, 
oh, the riots and whatnot, and they overthrew him, okay? But what I heard from these people was we know what they're doing. We know what he does. We just wish that we'd get more, that he wouldn't do it so much. Like, we know you're stealing from us. We know that that money was there to restore, and we know it, 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 we know that you're stealing from us, and we're even at the point where we're willing to accept it. Please, just, just, just don't feel so bad. That's not how we're supposed to live, people. Right. Don't be less corrupt. Are we supposed to settle on who is less corrupt, who is less hurtful? Who is who is going to um, execute less people, or who's gonna or who is going to you know that's not you know there should be no such thing as execution unless or until and I don't know I don't know how I actually feel about execution but one thing I know is right now there should never be any ever execution ever going forward. If there is ever, what, no matter what anybody believes, and there is, when we're in the state that we're in, when due process has been denied, and and you're and, and that's criminal, it's illegal, and it's unethical, it's it's inhuman to let this stuff go forward. Okay, like I was listening today to something else, and it's like, okay, so the federal judges have the right to have their guidelines. On who is supposed to, you know, on what what the, what the punishments are supposed to be, okay? But that punishment can also be absolutely nothing, okay? And so, what drives that that? So, why is it that that punishment would be absolutely nothing if it's all apples to apples, exactly, and somebody else gets the same punishment? And, and yet the only difference is that somebody else is politically, that, that there's a favor, uh, you know, a fa- there's favor to having this person not go to prison if you are politically favored with that person. You know what I'm trying to say? That's where we are being failed. That, that's, that's one of the many areas where we are being failed in, in this country and, 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 and in this world. And, and Marty, I'm just, so glad that you know and tina i you've been so quiet and yet you know there's i know there's some important things that you want to share and i would need you to share um and but marty i mean i want to thank you for helping you know ground this dialogue um you know that i've that i've brought forward tonight while i've been shaken up you know and and help you know help ground that um, I really appreciate that, and, and I think we're going to cut this sh- shorter tonight than that um, 90 minutes. But but do you mind, Tina? Because Tina, I'd like you to share um, something that you were a part of uh, um, before we close out tonight, and that just before you know I share with what um, we have you know ahead of us. Is that okay with you, Marty? Is that okay with you, Tina? <laughs> sure. Yes. Yep. That's fine. I was recently, okay, like six months ago, I had an interview with um, a person at Ohio State University who was doing a study on COVID in prisons, and they wanted the family member 
of whoever was in prison to speak honestly about how Department of Corrections was handling it, what they were doing right, what they weren't doing right. So I did that six months ago, and then um, yesterday we had a follow-up. Not yesterday. I'm so sorry. Thursday we had a follow-up meeting about it, and she asked what had happened in the last six months up to that point. So I was able to tell her that, you know, it never did change. The, The guards were still not wearing their masks. They were still not disinfecting like they're supposed to. Um, at least the the I was able to let her know that the prison that my husband is at, I had a statement from another man there who talked about the conditions and um, that he was put in quarantine, you know, having to wear the same clothes for three weeks, not given a new set of clothing, Um not given a spork to eat with or, or a cup to drink water out of, um, the broken window. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, she's going to email me with the study uh, results, and I look forward to getting that. It's It was a nationwide study. Um, so I look forward to that. It It was... It was just a follow-up interview, really. Um, but something but it wasn't just. I mean, that's huge. Well, it is huge, and I was. I'm so grateful to be a part of it. And I hope once the results come out, her and her colleague will be on the show on Thursday night that I that we do. Um, but yeah, it, it was a huge deal. I was very excited to be a part of that and be able to speak so openly about what was happening or not happening. Um, But something that she said over and over again that really stuck with me from an advocate point of view, she kept, instead of calling them inmates, she kept calling them residents. Yes. That gives value to their life. So, I'm going to take her cue going forward, and I'm going to call them all residents. And that's, that's what they are. What Rhonda Champagne and Michael Johnson, you, you know, from yes. that, from the book "Correcting Corrections," "Correcting Correct. Corrections." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's ultimately what. And I think that was obviously, as he has clearly said, Michael Johnson had a very difficult <laughs> time with that as the lieutenant. Rhonda Champagne as a social worker, but he loves the fact that he can warmly, honestly refer to them as residents, which is more human. Right. And and the right. value behind that. Mm-hmm. Can I say something there? When you, Please. in any of these situations like this, language is always developed, used, and pushed that will dehumanize and make the public basically change their thinking so that they, instead of seeing that person as a living human being, one of God's own, regardless of what mm-hmm. they've done, and it objectifies them. So if we call them inmates, the connotation on that is that they are less deserving, 
that they, you know, so what if we're mistreating them? They're not really human beings after all. I think this is a good idea to change the language that's used mm-hmm. to something positive. And don't use yeah. these negative terms that negatively affect how people, how the general public thinks about these people. But for the grace of God, you could be in there with them. Do you want to be right. a yes. and the- or do you want a resident? Go ahead. And, and yeah, and Marty, you know, amongst all these groups, you know, of of people that are affected by this, you know, you know what they call each other. You know, the the love they're all loved ones. It's the loved ones on the inside, and it's the loved ones on the outside. Mm. You know, loved ones, but of course, right? You know, as we're speaking through the educational process, and as advocates activated advocates we do need to change that dialogue they are residents um, you know yes they don't live and in i'm going to tell you where okay? they, they they're going to tell you where they have been most successful in, in this terminology uh, changing objectifying denigrating and it's used commonly and you listen to music today now i'm an old r&b soul fan mm-hmm. it always will be and this is when men sang about women, how much they loved women, how much they wanted women, how brokenhearted they were when they lost their woman. You understand what I'm saying? You listen to the music today. I got after my granddaughters about this. And no offense to anyone, but in a lot of this music, women are referred to as bitches and hoes. And mm-hmm. I started hearing my granddaughters using this language, and I blew up. And I said, this is to objectify you. It is to make you less valuable than men. And here you are talking to each other in this way. I said, I won't have it. You don't need to speak that right, way and to they begin answer, with. Like, oh, we're just talking, Mom. We don't take it seriously. Or yeah. Grandma, don't take it seriously. Or Right? But, but no, it's not just yep. talking. Yep. You're not just having fun. There's nothing that's right. fun about that. That's right. And that's exactly why I say There's nothing why, fun about, that. I nothing I fun about is, little children shaking their butts either on, no. on these TV shows in, in little I'll, yes. I, I won't and say more we we're on a Christian radio station we have FCC yeah. go ahead but this is what I'm saying you are conditioned you are brainwashed literally into accepting mm-hmm. these negative stereotypes this negative terminology which allows you to see the people involved as less than human less than you are and so it's okay if we mistreat them because, you know, they're not as much as we are. And you've been carefully conditioned to think that, so I think you're on the right track. Develop your own terminology that's positive. This is, mm-hmm. I think, actually a good thing that's positive. Always Anybody can be brainwashed. Yes. The, yes. Co- correct. This is why the elderly are being preyed upon and they're brainwashed. Yes. You know, and, and as good uh, as souls and independent and smart and intelligent, we become dimin- more diminished at a certain age. And if that is all you hear is something that somebody's trying to tell you, if it is not the truth or if it is manipulating and, it, and if it coerces you to, uh, uh, to be a part of somebody's agenda, you are being mm-hmm. abused. And right. it, it happens with our youth. It is so covert. People don't get it is going on. And as soon as anybody starts defending that, either they're part of it 
or they have already become, you know, they're, they're, yeah, they become indoctrinated it. into it. They're brainwashed. Yeah. And, and how do we unwind it? We have to, we have to spread this truth out faster and better than the cancer and, and mm-hmm. not focus on one person at a time. Folks, mm-hmm. right. you know what I mean? You stop hanging out on, 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 a, on a, in, in a toxic situation trying to prove, you know, or, or convince somebody of something that, guess what? It doesn't matter what you say, show. <laughs> I mean, you could, right. you could have, you know, uh, the scroll of the Ten Commandments in front of them and they would, and, and, and they'd say right. they didn't see it. Okay, so... You know, yeah. it's, so this is where we need to move on to where we can be successful or have better chances of being successful. Yeah. Well, and terminology language is is so very important to our thought process, to how we view things. That language is the key to everything. So when you let them oh, manipulate boy. the language, you know, when you let them condition you through the chronic use of these uh, terms that are negative, um, you know, you get sucked into this. And mm-hmm. as I told my granddaughters when I got on to them, but I, I just blew mad. And I said, you need to be careful of the words that come out of your mouth because what you say is there forever. I don't care how many times you say you're sorry. I didn't mean it. Those words are there forever. You be careful mm-hmm. what comes out of your mouth. And just like here, you be careful how you refer to these people because you are creating a a visual, mental visual picture that these people are subhuman. They're less than deserving. They don't deserve a chance. They're dirt. They're this, they're that. Go ahead. It's so true. It's so true. And Marty and Tina, Tina, we we, we can share with Marty that, you you know, and that fires also – so it also hurts, just like you know the the police have this horrific uh, target on their on their heads, you know because people are looking at police as a whole, okay, right. when it's really some police are horrible, some police are are horrible and are corrupt, but you're going to find most police aren't. You're going to find the more corrupt, the more corrupt police, you know, in certain areas and segments, you know, in certain, you know, but also you're going to find that there are the ones that are out there, they're putting their lives on the line for us. And so all of a sudden you want to, you know, people want to say all police are this. People want to say all judges are this, all prosecutors are all this. So we have to be careful not to do that to those that do believe in, you know, just law and order and due process and that are not abusive because then we're alienating them too. So it really works mm-hmm. through the whole doggone gamut. So, And that's why, like, when we speak, when I speak, you know, I do say the word corrupt a lot, uh, but I also try to throw in those disclosures for those that are. Right. For those that are. Wow. Because those are wow. all not. And we can't discourage wanting to do good things, you know, that want to put their lives in the heart. 
and do into the service as public servants, you know, mm-hmm. to save our lives. So this is the full circle. This is across the board. You, you know, that, that, you know, our, the corrections officers also have a horrible stigma. A lot of them deserve it. A lot of them don't. So, so we have to be careful. How are we going right. to solve problems? How are we going to gain the allies of gain allies of those that legislate and and want to legislate well and want to do right by us? If we're sitting there and we're calling every politician out there, okay? And I don't like the word politician. I I, I really hope that we can find a better way a statesman. You know, my dad was a statesman. Okay, that's the way I look at him. He served the town. You know what I mean? He he was a deacon in the you, you know what I mean? It's are you are you uh, 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 what does the word politician really mean to us when we hear it? To me, I hear the word politician, what does it do? I cringe. I cringe because that has a negative connotation now. Right or wrong, it has a negative connotation. So those that are, you know, I don't know, are our, our public servants. I don't even know if that's the best thing to say, but they are. Okay, they're public servants, but are they there for us or are they there for themselves? So we have to, it, if we just stand there and we just go up against them, instead of Tina knows this, I always try to create allies. And there are people that work behind the scenes that are helping things happen. You know that because we are able to have communication and honest dialogue with them. However, it works. Got to make it work. And I hope that those the good ones can come out of the closet even a little bit more. You know what I mean? Because sometimes they're not safe if they do. But we we have to help empower the people that are in the places to do the right thing. We have to help let them know that if you're doing the right thing, we're going to stand by you. We're not against you. Absolutely. So this is really a full circle kind of thing. What do you guys think? Oh, I absolutely agree 100%. Just be careful who you talk to. Check them out. Oh. Make sure you know who they are because we've run into how many times, Tanya, people who, oh, yeah, boy, I'm right there with you. Uh, I, I'm, oh, yeah. And it turns out, to, you know, not yeah, to be that way. And, 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 and yeah. you know what I mean? It happens at the whistleblower summit. Even. Yep. And then one of the best places that yep. you can be to try to do the, to be a part of being a, of the greater good, right? And it's not at the fault yep. of the organizers. You know, nope. And uh, there's always people that show up for their own purposes Agenda. and uh, will take, <laughs> take advantage of and co-op, you know, what's going on because they can't get in anywhere yeah. else. And um, but it's his, you know, it, language I say is everything uh, not to harp on it, but to reiterate when those people attack online, do not respond. Absolutely. I don't care what they say. It only works if you participate and engage with them. Don't do it. Don't take yourself down on their level. You don't have to defend yourself. You don't have to correct anything they said. 
Just leave them out there looking like a fool. They don't need any help. They're doing a fine job all on their own, just like I told you. Just um, and ultimately, I love you, Marty. well, and you, you, you don't need to help. Listeners, you. you're 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 you are hearing this show tonight. That just reminds me of one of many conversations that Marty and I have had outside of a show, and and. We haven't had one in a long time because we've both been so engrossed in our own worlds, in our own advocacy. And God, I miss you, Marty, and I love you. And 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 I'm so glad that we're doing this here, right now. And and um and this this is really, you know, I just hope it's a, a bonding moment for all of us, all of you that are listening. I had planned on having um, people. Call in. I know that people were going to call in um, be, be, with a plan, the show that was planned, but I appreciate you th- that you're still here, those that, those that are, and I imagine we have people that are really still here with us because I think this has been a raw, honest, heart-wrenching, and yet empowering uh, conversation uh, 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 among us all uh, that's just, you, you know, to me, is the, one of the greatest kinds of camaraderie, and in uh, in a very good way, that that we can have, and 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 we need to, you know, you know, build that, and 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 support each other, even even better than what we're doing. Yeah, and it's all right not to agree. It's all right. There's nothing wrong with that. Why people go so spastic? You know, because you think something different, <laughs> yeah. or you view something different. Honest to God. It's like, calm down, for God's sake. Uh, none of us are right all the time, not even me. And I'm as close to perfect as I can. No, actually. <laughs> 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 um, but, you know, <laughs> none of us is. I don't care. And no matter how much research I do, I've still been wrong at times. And Because research are words you, that, are re- that are researched by other people that draw con- the draw conclusions that started from hypothesizing and then trying to find out how close they are to being right. And sometimes it has nothing yeah. to do with numbers and statistics. It has to do with the best, their best ability to draw a conclusion. Yeah. Okay, Tony, we got about five answers, minutes left here. Yes, okay. they do. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you got about five minutes. So, you know, let's kind of wrap this up and, get us off air on time <laughs> okay yes absolutely so so uh, we're not going to have um jorge and melissa hurry and members of, of jorge's family also by the way so jorge himself will be on on uh, jorge bravo okay will be on again uh um because he uh, he was on with us last not last week, but the week before, right? All right, so Jorge Bravo is an innocent man wrongfully convicted. One of the Lawton four, all right? One of the Lawton four, Lawton in Comanche County, Oklahoma, all right? Uh, he is one of four men, although there are others beyond that four, okay? But there's the Lawton four got together, all right? The Lawton four got together to strengthen their message, and to bond. Yes, there are four men of color that have bonded together to do this. I don't believe they did this to say only black men are, are, are victim to this happening. I want to make that perfectly clear. 
All right. I'm standing beside, behind, and with the law and for. Um, it's very important that people realize that they did this for the purpose uh, purposes of pointing out that, yes, these four black men were targeted. I do feel as though um, there is more racism there and that there has been targets there. Again, we are here to unite. I also believe these uh, these uh, the people that are standing by the law and four and that are a part of the law and four also stand by any color, any race, any person, any age, uh, anybody else who has been victim to the same things that these men have been victim to. All right. I want to clarify that just in case there's any question whatsoever. So the lot in four, uh, we're going to have Jorge Bravo uh, back on with Melissa Hurry. She is an expert in um, wrongful convictions and also uh, conviction integrity unit. She works uh, for the state of Connecticut in the ethics department. Okay. Having to do with the department of corrections okay she will be on with us jorge will be on with us and the family member will be on with us next sunday evening okay so you can tune into that following that we will be bringing together the lawton four on air with us a series immediately following we are going to start start this series and we are going to point out to our listeners and to those others that can hear this, see this, stand by these men and others that are in Lawton and anywhere else where these all have patterns that can absolutely show the criminality of the denial of due process at the cost of innocent men's lives and in one case, over sentencing, this man should have been free a long time again. And one of the Lawton Four men. Okay, uh, so this is one heck of a compelling story. Okay, um, and truth that we're coming forward with you right here on Marty Oakley's TS Radio Network. Okay, and Stephen Brooks, eighty-nine point nine KLRB FM Lighthouse Christian Radio. Also on the radar, George Scottis and and uh, Angie Dent in Ohio has brought him to us. Uh, again, we're, we're outside of Oklahoma as well, all right, working with this. Um, she is going to help share this haunting story. Uh, we're getting to know that story. She's been very active in advocacy, and she's going to, um, in union with us, Bring that story with us along with I spoke about Keith Brown. Oh, boy, the list goes on and on and on, people. Again, once again, before we close out, uh, we've got uh, Correcting Treatment in Corrections with authors Michael Johnson and Rhonda Champagne, okay, authors of that book. I would like you to look it up. It's on Amazon. If you want to get, and I suggest this is all about the wrongful, it's not about, forgive me, it's not about wrongful convictions. It's about rehabilitation. It's about rehabilitation for women uh, in particular, but you'll learn from these, from these um, audio educational material things that we're, uh, sessions that we're putting out uh, also that uh, this can be successful for men as well. Okay. Uh, and so please, you're going to want to keep, an eye on these things happening because they're happening now. We're putting them together. 
Tina and I are putting affidavits in the e-books, these affidavits that are going to the Department of Justice, guess what they're going to also hit? They're going to hit e-books. You just can't deny the truth, people, can you? You cannot deny the realities of what has happened, what is happening, and continues to happen until we stop it from happening in our nation and throughout the world. Um, so we're going to take care of our part, our little part of the world. We are the most powerful part of the world. We need to make such a big impression on on our nation that hopefully we will successfully do this and that we can also be a part of helping the world. How awesome will that be? In truth, I want to thank everybody, Tina. So I want to thank you very much for being on and, and yet, you know, you, you, you know, you offer so much and we heard so little from you, but you offer so much. So thank you, Tina. Thank you. I want to thank Marty for chiming in tonight, more than chiming in, for being a great friend, for being an amazing producer and an incredible advocate. Um, and thank you, listeners. You can reach us at journeystojustice at gmail.com, journeystojustice at gmail.com. We need activated advocates. Let's go. Good night, everybody. God bless. I'm Tanya Hathaway, and I'm your host of Tanya Talks, where your voice is heard and your story is told.